guys this is daniel dunn your host welcome or welcome back to self-therapy with daniel dunn today's episode wait do i have anything to catch all up on mm, no no i can think of um nothing's really happened um yeah no nothing nothing i can think of it's fall now. The the weather is somewhat starting to come down. The temperature is starting to come down. That's always... Love that. Love the cold. Hate the hot. Heat. I meant... Hot. And what... Oh my gosh. I'm I'm sitting outside looking at, like, all the spider webs. Why? Does anybody know why there are so much, like, spiders out now? I There's, like, six on my house I've counted. Alone that I can see. Not not even to count the ones I can't see. And I just, it's, it's just very weird because I've never seen this many spiders before. I mean, and they're, like, everywhere. Like, I probably walked through, like, three webs before. I mean, three webs just, like, in the past week. But anyways, let's just get right into the topic of today's discussion, which is, which is relationships. So, for today's topic, I just wanted to sit down. And this, if y'all are listening to this, this for today this is today's topic is my it today's inspo is my friends my friends because um most of them have either gone through or are going through or have symptoms of going through relationship problems and i feel like this might may or may not help them in the long run, in the short run, what they're going through right now, what they have gone through in the past, relationship traumas, and just stuff like that. But, for today, we're going to be talking about relationships, and to start off, um, I want to start off on a letter note. Let's get into boundaries. Boundaries for relationships. So... Boundaries for me, relationship boundaries, is like letting letting your SO, your significant other, into your life, but not letting them control certain aspects of your life, like who you who you hang out with or who you who you associate yourself with in terms of like friends or your family members even sometimes. And just simple stuff like that. And also, um, boundaries can also mean, like, set, like telling them what you like and don't like in terms of, like, intimacy and stuff like that, but we'll get into that later, but, and telling them, like, no, I don't want to do this even though you like it, but I don't, and I don't like how it feels and stuff like that. You can set boundaries like that for a more healthy and comfortable relationship not only for you but for your partner as well because why would you let them do something that you just don't like doing that's gonna hurt you in the long run it's gonna make you it's gonna make you more upset the farther the farther into the relationship you get but that's but boundaries i feel like it's also Let's go back to the friends thing. So, relationships, yes, they're your significant other. You're supposed to, I guess, sometimes you're supposed to like your significant other more than you like your friends. Because you would say, 
I don't know, but it really does depend on the relationship. Like, for some people, they jump straight from, like, acquaintances to, to, like, being in a relationship with said other person. And, um, and for some people, that, that happens like that, or some people, they go from, like, friends to best friends to then a relationship, or some people just go from, like, first, like, um, if you believe in this, they go from love at first sight, so it's like, Oh, like I instantly fell in love with you. Well, like you be mine, and like sometimes people say yes. Um, could not be me, but yeah, sometimes people say yes because they believe in love at first sight. But maybe, maybe it is real, and I just have not experienced it yet. It may be all, but for right and as of now, I do not believe in love at first sight. But anyways, okay. But going back to the liking your significant other more than you like your own friends, um. It's okay sometimes, but you need to, like, set boundaries for yourself in terms of... You need to set boundaries in terms of, like, you can have you can have set time with your significant others. Like, let's say some people set date nights, like, you do it every Tuesday at 5 or 6, or you do it, like, every, every Saturday at um 5 p.m y'all meet up like at a, a specific restaurant or you go to different restaurants and, or like attractions and stuff like that and that's okay that's that's fine that's actually great that's that's like that's the key to a very healthy relationship constantly like setting set times where you will get to uh, get to be dressed up and go out with your uh, significant other and have just a great time but there's also um but there's also, there's only so much time you need to spend before it gets kind of toxic in a way. Because I've seen it personally where it's, somebody will go from like spending time with their friends and making time for their family and stuff like that to only designating their time to be spent with their significant other. Like everything they do, they'll invite only their significant other. Like let's say it's their birthday and they go out, they don't invite any of their friends or family. Like they just go on a date with their with their partner or... Um, um, let me see what else like you go when you go out or invite people to your house you only invite your partner like you don't invite any of your friends you don't make time to go out with any of your friends or family members anymore and that's really toxic because I feel like it can really put a strain on the relationship because as as far in love as you can be with somebody you can definitely still get tired of them you can definitely still get tired of them. And I feel like not a lot of people understand that. And some people get tired of their significant others and they don't even realize that they're tired until they just don't. They just don't even realize it. And that's what it is. Like, some people are just like, oh, well, they just got boring, so I broke up with them. And there's going to be, like, those... I feel like there are going to be strains in the relationship where it's like, well, what do we do now? Because nothing new is happening in life. Like, let's say, like a bunch of people were um, breaking up a quarantine because nothing new was happening like people didn't have time to go out and discover new things and talk to new people and bring that information and have a different conversation every night so it would just end up being the same thing over and over again and that caused a lot of relationships to end because those people they they didn't how do i say this they didn't really they didn't really not that they didn't really love each other, but they didn't really, they didn't really connect past the, past the physical level, I want to say. Like, 
I feel like when you get to really love somebody past just saying that I love you and spending time with them, like when you connect, when you find that connection with your partner and you can spend time with each other for hours and just not say like a single thing, it's it's really special, but not everybody gets to experience that because they base their relationship on on physical things like looks and the way that their body is shaped and stuff like that and they don't really take the time to understand that the person your personality and your partner's personality are conflicting so it's conflicting and it's conflicting and therefore you're not going to get along most of the time and when you do get along it's most likely, most of the time, it's probably over something negative, like talking talking about somebody else or something like that. Like, oh yeah, we both agreed that her outfit was terrible or something like that. But yeah, just setting those kind of boundaries and just not letting... How do I say this? Just not, not always spending time with your significant other. Find time to spend time with your partner and with your friends and by yourself most importantly disconnect yourself from your partner sometimes if y'all are if you're arguing and you need to take that time because like me personally i know i need to disconnect from my family when we're arguing because it's best so i don't like cut somebody out or something like that or no not the trash not the garden please don't tell me come in my house um so i don't cut somebody out or something like that i think it's under my house though it's not okay so i don't cut somebody out or anything like that just so I don't I don't get kicked out basically that's very important especially in relationships where you and your partner because there are I feel like there are two types of relationships there are relationships where you and your partner act just alike like y'all's personalities y'all personalities personalities are exactly alike and then there are other relationships where you're totally different like you're chill like one person's chill and the other one's like always jumpy on the edge just does everything so extra and i feel like those relationships will well i don't know because i've seen both last a very long time i feel like the second one they balance each other out and one is able to keep the, like, the energetic one is able to keep the calm one, like, pumped up and just always, I don't know how to say it, always, always just ready to do something, like, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, anyways, I just keep on going on these tangents. Um... So, and then, what was I saying before? Oh, yeah, I was saying boundaries. Just set a boundary. Like, always make time for your significant other and your friends and your family. And just make sure that you're, you have everybody's interests, including your own. Make sure you come first, your own at heart.
let's talk about I feel like we're gonna we let's talk about family next. I feel like even if your family okay. So it's a very interesting topic. A lot of like a lot of relationships don't even get to the point where they get to meet the mom or the dad just because somebody is so insecure or they're so they're so confined by they're confined by boundaries like let's say your parents used to tell you these stories all the time of how they how of how your mom didn't meet your dad's mom until like they actually got married or they got engaged and stuff like that just because of the fact that the mom your dad's mom was so so strict and so he he wanted what was quote-unquote perfect for her son and her and his wife didn't fit that description so he didn't really let though let him let her meet her until they were actually getting married and i feel like that's not really it's not really it's not okay i feel like y'all should definitely there's now there's a set time like you don't want to introduce your parents to the person like y'all haven't even gone on a second date or y'all only been dating for like a month I feel like you get the family involved when it's serious and you can see yourself lasting a very long time with your significant other. Like if the relation if you're if you're in a relationship and you know that it's only gonna last at six months a year tops, then I'd say there's no real reason of letting them meet anybody else besides your sister or like a couple cousins or something. Like there's just not really there's not really that need to get that emotional attachment to your family members because then when your family members meet them they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna involve your significant especially if they really hit it off they're gonna wanna involve your significant other in family events and you're like I've definitely seen situations where people are like well now um I introduced like this was my girlfriend of like a year and I my mom my mom really liked her and now she gets invited to all the events even though we've broken up and I have a whole new girlfriend like sometimes that happens I know that couldn't happen to me because yeah but it does happen and I feel like you just need to give that time which speaking of let's like moving into the moving into apartments and stuff I feel like you before you even get married you need to I feel like y'all should move in together if that makes sense before you even think about engagement you should be like move up the ladder of some sort and i feel like moving into the apartment phase like of course it's different for for everybody because the amount the amount of time you've been in the romantic relationship and the pro- amount of time you've been in just a relationship in general like friends best friends stuff like that it could be different for everybody but if you're on average i would say about like give it a year of y'all being together and then when the year is passing y'all are still going strong you should pro- you should try moving in together whether that be an apartment or they move into your parents house or vice versa or just something like that just get a space together and share a space so you can know if you could truly stand living with them because i feel like significant others aren't like siblings where you're like if i could live with my sisters like mess with her living in the bathroom like it does and stuff like that it's not the same because that's your sister like she's your blood like it's programmed in you to love her and just kind of let it pass over your head no matter what whereas 
your significant other, if they like to leave trash all the time around the whole entire house, not clean up up after themselves, and stuff like that, I feel like you're obviously you're gonna have second thoughts because it's like, well, if they leave the if they leave the house like this, imagine what's gonna happen when we have kids or when it's time to do something serious and important. It's like, what are they? How are they going to handle this whole entire? If they can't handle the house correctly, then how are gonna, how are they going to handle these more important situations? As of what I just said, and speaking of kids, kids, um, mm, I feel like it's a conversation not a lot of people have because I know a lot of people in my generation do not want to have kids. But for the few of y'all that do, um. I feel like it's a nice conversation to have with your significant other, like, oh, like, we talked about it, like, even at a young age, like, 17, 18, no, we don't want to have teen pregnancies, of course, but, like, just thinking about having, because I know a couple of my friends now, they're like, I'm going to, like, marry my person, like, if it's not, if it's one of those right person, wrong time things, if we ever do break up, but it's like, I feel like once you start involving kids in your in your in your topic of discussion, every every time y'all think about growing old, I feel like there's this emotional attachment that you have, especially if you have childhood trauma. It's like, well, I just want to have a high school sweetheart, or I just want, I just want um. I just want my kids to be, um, I just want to have kids, and I don't know if anybody else is going to want to have them with me, so I know this person does, so it's like, let me hold on to this, and I feel like talking about kids is nice, it's fun to do, it's fun to see what your significant other thinks, on whether or not they want to have any, or how much they want to have, and stuff like that, on how they want to raise them, but I feel like you only need to take the conversation so far far before it just gets very overwhelming because I've seen I haven't seen it personally because I'm not even old enough but I've seen like other I've heard of other couples like breaking up just because this one person doesn't want to raise the other kid a certain way or something like that but um it's always something it's always interesting no yeah sorry my sister just um passed by and I completely lost my train of thought. So we are going to start on another topic. Okay, so I also feel as though it's like for relationships, especially high school ones. You're in high school, babe. You're literally, you're in high school. Let's start there. You are in a very, a very a very vast and changing time in your life. So for you to hook on and grasp your relationship for as long as you can, I feel like there's literally no point. Like high school is so you can discover and figure out who you, who, 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 when, what, where, why, and how you are attracted to a person, whether that be same sex, different sex, anything like that that's that's that that's what that time is for not for you to act like you're in a married relationship 
and hold your significant other down by guilt tripping them or manipulating them or if it's guilt tripping you are manip- or if you're being the one being manipulated I you just need to break up because think you're going to think back on it and you're going to be like well dang I had all this time to figure out what I liked and I stupidly mistook that and spent all my time on this one person and now we're not even together cuz all four of those years we never liked each other or all four years we just stuck through it instead of breaking up even though we constantly argued like every single day like there's just it's just there's no there's no use it's like you're in high school and if you're single in high school so what which is also another thing i think i need to take my own advice with this next one rejection rejection it's not terrible even for like even for gay people it's not it's not a terrible thing it's not it's not the worst thing in the world if you get rejected by let's say a straight man that you thought was hitting on you or something like that like it's not the worst thing in the world you're gonna get over it but just just do it like you only live once and i think i need to take my own advice but you only live once so if you get rejected so what were they gonna do like write your name on the thing write write your name on the post somewhere and post it on instagram like so what girl the worst case scenario is they quote-unquote expose you but what are they really exposing like the fact that you just asked them on like asked them on a date what like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that best case scenario is they say yes and that's the that's the scenario that you want that's the scenario that we're hoping for and as long as they're good for you and not bad and toxic and stuff like that and um let's also get into manipulators so manipulators um there you can be the manipulator and you don't even realize it just as much as your partner can be a manipulator and you don't realize it or you realize it and you just don't do anything about it which is never the answer you should always 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 confront your partner as soon as you realize that you're being manipulated because some people don't realize that their partner is like saying certain stuff that makes them do certain things that they don't like like that the recipient does not like or the partner could be let's say for instance you don't like going you don't like going somewhere and doing something but your partner is like well if you don't do this with me like we're gonna break up or i'm not gonna do this for you which i usually do do this for you i'm not or i'm gonna buy you this if you come here with me or just simple stuff like that even though it's very simple it's still manipulative because once you do the thing that you don't like you know you know how you feel about the said situation or topic or whatever and it just really puts you in a hard place so just understanding just trying to understand and really break down what your partner is doing to you and how they're affecting your mental health because at the end of the day i say this to everybody and i'll say this again your mental health is your number one priority and if there's somebody in your life that's messing it up you need to cut it out what cut them out whether it be your partner or your friends or your family members even if it's your mom like you just need to give give you and them space to process everything that's gone on and be able to break it down and understand really just understand the viewpoints of both parties and even if it's wrong you still need to just sit down and 
think of how where they're coming from and if there's trauma that could have led up to this or just stuff like that but yeah manipulation that's never it's never correct it's never right unless there's like one situation i can think of and that's like if the person has mental health issues there's like there's very there's like one situation where manipulation can be good and that's if you're saving that person's life but if not then I say break up with them. Cut them off. Just take them out of your life completely because that's not somebody you want to have in your life long term or short term. Short term. But next thing, let's go into toxic relationships. Oh my gosh, y'all. I am trying to run away from the sun because it is, it, the shade is moving and it is getting bright and hot out here. The wind is barely moving. How about anyways? Yes, toxic relationships. Um... An example of a toxic relationship would be if y'all like if y'all are exes and y'all keep running back to each other every time y'all get bored or y'all feel like y'all need to be in a relationship that's a toxic relationship because it's obviously a reason that y'all are broken up so you don't need to put that kind of hurt on you emotionally every time you feel as though you need to run back to especially if y'all get in the same exact predicament that y'all were in the first time over and over and over again i feel like you just need to cut that out because at the end of the day it's going to end up hurting you more than it's going to fulfill you your needs in the way that you think it is but it's really not um let's get into toxic relation no i said toxic relationships let's get into just friend relationships in general um so i i might have like i don't really cut people off like that because i just don't feel like doing that but i just well i do cut people off but i don't like be like oh you're cut off i just simply just stop talking to them but even sometimes I don't really cut somebody off as much as I just stop talking to them because I don't feel like talking to you. Like, I don't feel like producing the same energy that I used to produce to talk to you because sometimes it takes a lot out of me to talk to certain people because they expect certain things and I just can't give it to you all the time. Like, let's say you expect me to have, like, a great text back game, but you can't text me back for, like, every, every like, three hours no it's just that's just it's just too much for me to get take some energy out and for you to not return the same energy that's just doing too much and sometimes i just need to sit back and be like well uh, since this person isn't going to match the energy that i'm giving to them then i feel as though i just need to just cut it out completely but um, sometimes, yeah, I just don't feel like responding to a person or talking to a person because I just don't feel like producing that same energy that I usually do when I have to talk to them. Um, which to that I say, find people that you connect with on, uh, I don't want to say like a spiritual level, but on like a personal level, like you can talk to them whether if you're happy or sad or mad, you can talk to them and they'll be there no matter what. I feel, I say find I say, find your people. That's what I call them. I call them my people personally. I call my my people. 
but find your people and I believe I have found my people my set group of people and I love that I love them I can talk to them anytime any day and I don't feel like I'm draining my energy trying to create a false narrative with somebody that I'm really not but it's okay like friendships it's okay to cut somebody off if you're feeling like if you're getting the short end of the stick, because let me, because this is a little throwback from middle school. If you're getting the short end of the stick, which I was in middle school, like people would talk to me when it was convenient to them. Like in the hallways, people would be like, oh, yeah, like, hey, all of, a, all of a sudden, like they hadn't talked to me, haven't responded to my text, nothing, my Snapchats or anything. They'd be like, hey, like, how are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, lol, like, love your jeans or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, okay, thank you. When we'd be talking in the hallway. But then when I Snapchatted them later that night, and they wouldn't really respond. They wouldn't. And I started figuring it out. They were just using me to look like they had friends in the hallway when they didn't have their set group of friends that they usually talk to. So I started I started just like cutting those people. Well, I didn't really cut them off. I just started getting like sad because I was like, I don't have any real friends. I don't have people I can talk to all the time. Because when I would try to talk to people, it would just... It would backfire in my face, like nobody would respond or stuff like that. So I just stopped trying to talk to people. And then that's when the whole mental health thing came up. If that's another story, that's a story from my previous um, episode. Um, yeah, just cutting those people off that are not available when you need them is the key because I've also learned that you just cannot vent to anybody because some people will tell your business even though they call you even though they call themselves your best friend some people will just tell any of the business that you give to them to their their best friend and it's just you just have to find your set person because for me I only have like two people but you just have to find your person basically or your set of people that you can tell your business to because if, if whether if that be your therapist or your bestie or your mom or your dog or a journal f- for Pete's sake, there's something that you that you have an outlet that you can tell to other people that's not just entrapped in your mind because that's the leading cause me thinks to stuff like depression and anxiety and bipolar disorder and stuff like that, but. Also, cheating. Let's get into that before I pause this on the work. Cheating is... It's slimy. It's dirty Dan. It's disgusting. It's... It's vile. It's volatile. It's, it's so many things. And... I don't think... I don't... I think the person who's getting cheated on, the recipient... They're so... They're so stunned. Some Most of the time, they're so stunned and so shocked that... Because they thought that there's a, most of the time the significant other that is cheating, they don't really go out of their way to tell their partner, hey, like I'm feeling this way, this, that, and the third, or I feel like we should try to do this differently. They just go ahead and start cheating without doing that key part, which is communication, which we'll get into in a second. Communication is so, is a key to the relationship, but, and, Cheaters don't really, they don't really understand that. So then they just like, okay, well, since I can't find these qualities in this person, I'm going to go find these qualities in another person. And that just ends up hurting, that ends up hurting the person that got cheated on. 
Because it's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Like, I could have changed. I could have... I could have been different. And that just makes them have so much self-doubt and so much feeling like they don't have... They're not worth anything just because of the fact that... um, Just for the fact that... um, They don't have any self-worth just for the fact that they think that they're not good enough because somebody, they thought that their significant other found somebody better than them. And that's not true. You're, be the best you and that's the best person that can ever, that there can ever be. And you have to let yourself believe that. But don't make that to where your ego is so big to where you're like the best person and everybody else is ugly and everybody else just is dumb and and all that. But build yourself up to the point of you can't somebody that cheated on you tear you down because always remember you're never the problem unless you are the problem but that's like very rare like that's if you're if you are a manipulator and stuff like that that's when you're the problem but other than that you're never the problem and cheating let's put it into two different two different scenarios Verbal cheating and physical cheating. Verbal cheating is when you're flirting with other people. That's not your partner. And flirting means something different for everybody. But for me, let me put it into my thing. When you're, like, commenting on little stuff, like the way somebody, the way something fits sits on somebody or the way that they look or saying that they're, constantly saying that they're attractive, I feel like that's some kind of, that's some kind of flirtatious motive and that's putting that's putting in the other person's head that's being flirted with that oh hey like they're single or they wanna they wanna like be in a relationship or stuff like that and sometimes some people are just friendly and that's not really the case but there is sometimes where that is cheating and the person realizes that and they just don't care and that's that's a problem. That's obviously a problem. And some significant others will even like go out of their way to tell their to tell their partners like, "You're cheating on me." Like, I don't know if you realize that or not, but you talking to all these other people, or you talking to this one other person, just as much if not more than you talk to me, and you complimenting them over and over again. That's cheating. And then some people will still go and do it again. And to that, I say. Some people say, I don't know, because they say they'll change. Some people do, some people don't. They say they'll change, but then they go do that same thing over again. And they don't, they don't realize what they really have until it's gone. Like, like you'll have a loyal partner. And you don't even realize that your partner is that loyal until they're about to break up with you because you won't change for the better. And they're trying to they're trying to stick it out because they really do love you. So they're trying to stick it out, and they're like, even though they know it's going to hurt them in the long run, because as much as you don't want to think that that's not going to mean in the back of your mind, it is going to be because it's just trauma. Like it's, and then you've gone through it with a specific person. Like it's just going to be in the back of your mind always. The fact that who is that text from, or like who are they hanging out with right now? Like that's just always going to be in the back of your mind. Not even with that one specific significant other, but it could be with any other partner that you ever have. It's like that's happened to you now and you had to do some time to take some time to heal or you're just always going to be thinking about oh like who's next for him or like 
are who are they texting? Like, why is this girl pop- name popping up on the phone? Or like, who is this girl that he's following? It's just always going to pop up, and it's never just it's never a good scenario for the recipient that's being cheated on. Let's say it like that. But cheating is a ter- terrible thing, and I feel as though if you are told that you're being cheated on by a third party. Unless you have a hist, unless that per- this said person has a history of telling people's business and lying or lying in general or stuff like that, or if they're like your enemy or something like that, then by all means, like don't believe them because they're most likely not telling the truth. But if it's a person that you've been friends with for a long time or a while or somebody that you barely know, like why as a person would I feel the need to go out of my way to tell somebody else? that your significant other is cheating on you when I don't even know you. Like, why Why would I do that? Why would I waste my time doing that? It just doesn't make sense. So, just taking the time to understand that. And I know it seems like a lie, and your partner is going to, try, of course, they're going to try to manipulate you and be like, oh, well, I didn't do it. Like, they're lying. Like, well, uh, if the person, if the person that told you had, even if they don't have receipts, if they have, if they're giving you specific times, specific events, specific girls, if they're giving specific like names of people that were involved in the events, not the cheaty, but the cheat, the, the person that was involved, the accomplices of the cheating, if they're giving you specifics, then why you have every reason to believe that they were cheating on you. Because somebody, like, I know personally, I don't have the time. And I know a lot of people don't have the time. To sit in their room and just come up with a story, like, I feel like that would take hours. To even make it sound halfway believable. Especially if you know that the events that happened, like, if especially if you know that if the events that took place are real events. And you know that your significant other went to them. And they've given you all the evidence to believe that they, that this is really happening. Then you should listen. You should listen to your gut. And if your gut is telling you to break up with them, you, then you just need to break up with them. Then there's no other. Because that again, like I said, the thing, the cheating thing is always going to be back in your head, even if you don't want to believe it is. It's always going to be back in your head. It's just psychology. And if you do choose to stay with them, um, best of luck. I mean, I don't really advise it, but I mean, it's not my relationship. So if you choose to do so then I am literally so happy for you. And that's... That's you. That's you. Go, you girl. But, yeah. um, Also, another thing I feel... is so prominent... is interracial relationships. Um... I'm not... I'm going to touch it for a second, but... I feel as though with the whole entire TikTok thing and the Black Lives Matter thing, which, yes, Black Lives Matter, like, all that, this, that, and the third, Black Lives do matter and stuff like that. But I feel like Black people have taken it to such an extreme to where it's like, you see a white and a Black couple now on TikTok and all the comments are like, why is this person with this person? Like, it's supposed to be Blacks only, like, this, that, and the third. And it's like, sometimes it's a joke, yes, and I do laugh at the jokes because you can tell when it's a joke. But some people are, like, being dead serious. Like, there are Black people under under Black people's comments Telling black people, why are you with this white person? Or why are you with this Hispanic? Like, they don't like us. Like, this, that, and the third. And that's not true for everybody. 
And I know it's very hard to put your trust in people of other races and sometimes just in people in general. But there are events where somebody of the other race can like you and they're not racist. I mean, yeah, it was there was the time of slavery and prohibition and um, Jim Crow laws and stuff like that. But racism isn't really a thing of the past. It's still happening today. But there's not it's not as prominent as it was then. So you can you can kind of. I don't know. I feel like you just need to put all of that to the side and realize that if they're really in love, then you just need to let them be who they are. No matter the race, the gender, the sexuality, the anything like that. Just let it just let it just let it be. And um yeah, that's my take on that. And yeah. Mm. Let's touch on the cheating thing. To my one friend, if you're listening to this, to my one friend who's being cheated on. Well, I don't know. I'm going to cut that out. To my one friend who is having... um, I say one girl. Like, I have, like, five friends in relationship problems right now. Like, it's such a... It's such a doozy, but... To my run friend who's having relationship problems, I advise to you, girly, just do your best, follow your heart, and I know you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna figure this out. You're very strong. I know you are emotionally, mentally, physically. You're just, you're a very good and strong person, and I know you're gonna make the right decision, whether if that be to break up or try again or anything like that. And don't let anybody else from the outside seeing in that's not personally experiencing all this, whether if that be me or the person's family or friends or your friends don't let that don't let them being be an influence on whether what decision you feel like you need to make for your mental health because remember i said this a million times and i'll say it over and over again if y'all get tired of me cut it out but choose you first because at the end of the day that person is not living your life you are and that's all i have to say about that but let's get into one thing, even though this is a party about relationships, let's talk about being single. For me, I've learned to love being single because um, um, all of my friends have been in relationships and I feel like I personally experienced all of their relationships through them. And um, let's just say that it's a lot of stress, y'all. I would not like to go through that. Like that is just, it's too much constantly worrying about how are you going to respond to your partner and all this, that, and the third? Mm-mm, no, thank y'all. I, I personally love to grow, love being, um, to love being single. And that does come with the flaws. Like, sometimes I do want to cuddle with somebody or I do want to, like, go out to a movie with somebody or take a few pictures with somebody. And, yeah, those moments do come. But just as much as those moments come, I also have the moments where I'm like, okay, like, I'm so happy to be single. Like, I don't have to worry about texting this person or constantly keeping up in contact with this person or planning a date night or getting fancy so we can go out or stuff like that. So that's always, it's always, it's the little things that make being single so nice. And I don't think people who are constantly in relationships get to even realize that, which is why they always feel the necessity to have somebody there for their to have somebody there for their physical needs, not really taking the time to nourish their 
mental and emotional needs. So, um, yeah, and that will conclude this party episode. I'm just kidding, y'all. Cut that part out, too, because I kind of want to answer some questions from Emma's podcast, so. Okay, but just some, like, questions that I've seen online. I'm going to answer some questions that I feel like I have some insight on. So the first question is, do I believe in soulmates? Um, I, I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't. I do in terms of, I believe that there's a set person out there for you. And y'all are just going to hit it off and y'all are never going to get tired of each other. Well, that's a lie. Everybody gets tired of somebody sometimes. But for the most part, you don't get tired of that person for just out of, for just out of no reason, for just no reason you don't get tired of them. You know, like, you have a soulmate, there's somewhere out there, you just have to, I feel like you just have to wait, there's 7 billion people in the world, you're, you're gonna be fine if you're single or if you're in a temporary relationship, you know it's temporary. There's someone out there for you, and then for some people, there aren't, so there isn't someone out there for them, and that's fine. That's that's fine. That just means you don't need some, you don't need somebody else to be independent, if that makes sense. Um. Somebody else said, "How do you flirt without making it cringy?" So definitely my a word of advice would be like don't don't compliment weird stuff like don't be like oh your teeth look extra white today or your mascara isn't so clumpy today or like your makeup looks good well actually that's a good compliment your makeup looks good is a good is a good flirt just subtle stuff and not in your face like oh i like the way the jeans fit on you like who who says that just making sure that you make the other person feel comfortable whenever you're flirting with them i feel like that's the main thing because if they're feeling uncomfortable and you're just and y'all are just in the talking stage then it's going it's the relationship isn't going to go anywhere you know but other than that i mean just take i feel like don't also do not don't rush into flirting like i feel like flirting there's levels to it and just starting off the bat of like i feel like you should start off with non-physical things like their personality and their humor and stuff before you move on to like physical stuff like their looks and their makeup and the way they have their hair and their style and stuff like that because some people get like very offended and it's like well like that like something that you're complimenting is could be somebody's insecurity and they didn't even realize that it was that noticeable and then when you say something it makes them very nervous or makes them very um i don't know just afraid but um relationship advice um communication is key always let your partner know how you feel and not just in terms of like the bad either let them know if they if y'all are doing it right like let them know if you feel like this is the best relationship you've had or 
y'all are if you feel like y'all are on really good terms let them know that oh i like i like if you if you're at that stage just be like and in your relationship be like i love you or just just little things make the relationship last so much longer than neglecting your partner by not communicating with them when y'all need even the simple stuff just let them know also learn each other's love language or link love language is and um, accustom yourself to it and try to learn more about the person whether that be on dates or whether that be through text or whatever just try to learn as much as you can about the other person because what's the point of being in a relationship and y'all don't even know anything about each other but um Oh, yeah, and learn um, sensitive topics. Like, ask them if there's stuff that they don't like to talk about. Because I feel like once you do get in more in-depth in the relationship, they're going to come open, they're going to come clean, not clean, but, like, they're going to open up about those topics. But when y'all are just starting, you don't want to, like, necessarily go on topics that trigger topics that make your SO feel terrible or bad or anything like that. You kind of just want to, like, start with the easy light stuff and move gradually into the deeper stuff um other than that i um oh no yeah thoughts on long distance relationships personally personally i couldn't do it i don't know how long distance people do it y'all are good y'all are great um it could have been me though i don't i don't imagine i don't ever envision myself because one of my love languages is physical touch as much as i literally hate people touching me one of my love languages is physical touch so one of my two or three so that's like the one of the core ones so i feel like with the lack therein i wouldn't be able to keep the relationship cut up because it's like i'm not able to love you in the way that I want to, like, I can only talk to you or I, only, or I can only text you on the phone and that's just not, I feel like that's just not enough. But for other people in general, if long, di- if you can handle long distance, if you're, if you don't have really bad trust issues or, um, or just all around, if you, if you really like that person and the long distance is only for like three or six months or something like that, then y'all should be able to handle it or if y'all are like constantly like setting flights or booking trips to go and see that significant other and you get the time to catch up then by all means go for it but i would not advise a long distance relationship where y'all don't see each other for like a year because um we're humans and humans tend to do what humans do let me just put it like that and i'm gonna leave it like that First date ideas. Oh my gosh, I have so many. And the thing is, I've never been on a date before. Um, you could do a little cute picnic. The picnic doesn't have to be necessarily in a park. It could be in your backyard. It could be on your back porch. It could be in your front yard. It could be in the park. It could be on a playground somewhere. Not where the wood chips are, obviously. But um, it could be... Um, it could be in your car, shoot. A little... Um, park the car and watch something or talk, deep talks and stuff like that. 
or you could do dinner obviously that's one of the obvious ones dinner at a restaurant or you could um go to a movie but i feel like movies are more of like um when you don't really have anything to catch up on like, i feel like movies are second dates after you've already gone on the first date and y'all talked a lot i feel like a movie is like a follow-up where y'all just want to spend time with each other because like you're not really supposed to be talking in a movie theater so yeah but um movies um just car rides where y'all talk with each other and stuff like that that's a date idea just anything where y'all can communicate and show each other, just catch each other up on your lives and see how well y'all been doing. Um, what else trying to think? Trying to think. Um, fairs, festivals, stuff like that. That's fun. Um, where y'all just simply invite each other over to each other's house and y'all cook or something like that or do something together. What is that between your house, love? Because some people like to clean. I like to clean personally. If that's what you enjoy and you want to do, and you and your other significant other also enjoys that, then by all means go for it. If that's what y'all bond over, um, going shopping that could also be an idea, even though it's an expensive one. Or if you go to a thrift store, buying clothes that's like that, and then in that case, it sets memories up for those clothing pieces. So every time you put them on, you're remembering your partner and how much. And how you enjoy spending time with them. Or, um... I don't know, I'm trying to think what else. Can't really think of anything else, though. Those are the main ones that come to mind. Um... Do soulmates already exist, or do we create soulmates as we get closer to a person? A little bit of both. I feel as though... Soulmates already exist in terms of y'all's personalities aligning because I feel like in order for you to have a soulmate, y'all's personalities have to con- conflict in a way, but they also they also at the same time they they're they join together. They're you're joined, but at the same time y'all are two separate people. So. They already exist in terms of both of y'all having a personality that's originated from all these other people's personalities and put into your own, made unique and created only by you, for you. But then you also create a soulmate because y'all are rubbing y'all are rubbing some of each other's personalities off on each other. And soulmates don't have to be just like love partners. They can also be your friends or your best friends, your twin flame or anything like that, they can also, it can also be something way beyond the romantic aura of partnerships. So y'all can get closer and y'all can rub off on each other and next thing you know, y'all are soulmates because you think alike, but you're different, you're two different people. How do you know when it's time to end a relationship? Um, so, great question. Obviously, when you've been obviously cheated on. Now, that dates back to what I was saying, like, a couple minutes ago. But when you've been obviously cheated on, that's... I'm just going to, like, go down bullet points. That's that's a done deal. Um, let me see what else. When the other person never wants 
so when the other person doesn't return the same energy to you, for instance, you send a good morning like paragraph or two, and the other person like sends back a heart sometimes, or they say thanks, or they leave you on read, or they they don't even read it. That's when it's time to because they're not returning the same energy to you. So why would you keep on? Why would you keep on taking all of that out of yourself for the other person to not even put that same effort in? When there are other people in the world that will put that same effort in, if not more, then you will. Um, that's a done deal. Um, when you're not satisfied, I'm not talking about like, obviously, but I'm talking about when you're not, when you're not emotionally satisfied, when the other person doesn't make you feel like, not that you're the only person in the world, but when they don't make you feel as though you're special to them, when they make you feel like you're just like everybody else. I feel like that's when it's time to cut it off because it's like, so you treat every, like all of your friends just like you treat your significant other, then obviously they, they still have some room for growth and they need to go ahead and take that time out to really understand what having a partner is. is. Because I don't think they really matured enough to understand that you're supposed to treat your partner different from all your other friends. For instance, you shouldn't, when you go on a date, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't do the same stuff on a date with your significant other that you would on a, on an outing with your friends. Like if you go to the movies, y'all do the same exact stuff that you do with your friends. Like it's supposed, it's supposed to feel special. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Also, um, when else is it time to cut it off? Um, when you're being manipulated, that's another thing. That's time for it. That's when it's time to cut it off. When the other person is taking advantage of you, let's say you drive a car and your per- and your partner doesn't. Every time. Every time your partner needs to go out, all of a sudden they text you. Now, mind you, they can't they can't text you any other time when they when you need something or when you need to talk or something like that. But when they need a ride somewhere and they know that you're gonna give it to them, they text you or call you and ask them, "Can you get a ride?" And obviously, you go and get them that ride. That is a form of manipulation, and y'all you need to cut it off because they're using you. They're using you because you have an advantage that they don't have, which is a car. And license. So that's that's when you need to cut it off. Oh, when you're also in an abusive relationship, whether that be emotional, mental, physical, you need to cut it off. And I know that's hard for some people. It's very hard. And some people are still in relationships because they're thinking, well, this is the only person that's ever going to like me or they are, they love me, I promise, or they're going to change or whatever. They're not going to change. And that's... I feel like that's what people don't realize. They say they want to believe that they're going to change and that's why they stay. But deep down, they know that they're not going to change. And that's exactly why. And that's exactly why. um, And that's exactly why people choose to stay because. Because when you. When you love someone very deeply and you just want to see them and you just want them to have the best, you want to stay there so you can stay on the, so you can stay 
so you can help them basically mentally help them become that better person that they said they were going to become and they don't become that better person yeah but um let me see is there any other reasons oh the more of that story is just in the relationship love they're not going to change What are signs that your significant other is losing interest? When they used to give you the same energy that you gave them, like morning paragraph, morning paragraph, and now it's morning paragraph, heart emoji, morning morning paragraph, thanks, morning paragraph, period, or morning paragraph, anything like that. That's when it's time. That's when they're losing interest. They're also they're gonna also be like not so. There can also be um, some subtle signs of losing interest, such as. Um, There can also be subtle signs of losing interest, like, um, I'm trying to think. Okay, there can also be subtle signs of losing interest such, interest, such as when when they don't when they don't want to do the same stuff that they used to want to do with you, such as when they don't want to go on dates as much, or when they don't want to talk as much, or some. Now, sometimes that's just because they're in a state personally where their mental state is not the best and they just need some time to recuperate but other times that can be when they're losing interest because they don't want to have that key part like I said which is communication um, when they start find, when they start showing interest in other people more than they used to that's also a sign of like when they're fi- when they're finding romantic interest in a lot more people than they used to find, either when I, while they're dating you or before they were dating you, that's also a sign of. Um, it's a sign of, it's definitely a sign of losing interest. Um, that's all I can think of right now, y'all. Oh, and also when they're beating around the bush that they're losing interest, that's a big sign. Like when they're telling you that, or when you when they're telling their friends that they're thinking about talking to other people, or I can't think of anything else really. Um, what's a relationship deal breaker for me? Um, if they're not funny. And they don't have a personality. That's about it. When they're not funny and when they don't have a personality, it's like, what? What are you like a stick? Like, what? What? What exactly am I supposed to talk? like? Are you like a mannequin or something? Like, if I can't crack a joke and you don't even try to fake laugh, like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. I just feel as though it's like. When I don't have a personality, like physical, I know everybody's like. It always has some kind of factor to play in. It really does not with me. Like, I really do. I could care less about the way somebody looks. 
Yeah. Um, I say it's physical. Um, personality and humor. How to deal with a nasty breakup? Um. Just take a mental health day. That's what I would recommend. Take take a day to self reflect on your relationship and how you're feeling after this. Not how your partner might be feeling, but how you're feeling and how this has affected you, both in the long term and the short term. And just take a second and tell yourself that you're going to be okay. And if you need to do some retail therapy, do some retail therapy. And just console yourself and remind yourself that you really are that bitch. And you should, you'll get through it. You'll get through it. I believe in you. If a relationship ends because the timing isn't right, do you think those two people should try again later in life? That's interesting. So, I think that I truly, I do believe somewhat in right person, wrong time. Just because of the fact of the mental state, develop the development of the mental state. Now... Now, sometimes the relationship ends because they're not matured enough to be together. Like, they belong. I don't want to say they belong, but there's, they they fit so well together. And the only reason that they're not in a relationship is because of one person is more mature than the other. Or they're both immature and they don't know how to handle each other. So, they... Yeah, so then I would recommend that you disconnect and then you reconnect later on in life. And if y'all are still not developed to the same level, the same extent of both of y'all being mature enough to handle each other's personalities and humor, then I would say it was never the right person. It was just, it was wrong person, wrong time. But yeah. What is a couple of main traits you look for in a significant other? Um... Like I said, personality. And when I say personality, I mean, like, the way they carry themselves. As in, like, do are they outgoing? Are they, like, do they, can they hold a conversation? Do they text back in an hour? Do they text back in two days? Um, do they have style? Like, do they care about themselves, basically? Um... Do they smell good? Like, and then humor, and then also personality is like, what do they believe in? Not not religion or political or whatever, but like, what do they believe in? Are they pro life? Are they pro choice? Are do they believe in global warming? Stuff like that. Just basic, basic stuff that would have us end up in basically a week I mean break up in basically a week if we were to get into an argument and also humor like do our humors match can he make me laugh can we Can are the jokes the same thing or is it just knock knock jokes are they generic jokes just stuff like that I don't know In my in my dream world, my dream person is obvious. 
we like I wouldn't say like everybody else's because I don't really have a preference but I would prefer them be tall and not be skinnier than me but I mean you can have any everything so it's like I have and I feel like everybody needs to have standards because I've seen some people without standards in love we y'all pull together but I feel like everybody needs to have standards and I definitely have them which is probably why I'm so single because I have so many of them but mine don't rely on physical appearance they more or less rely on your psychological endeavors okay so another question was what are good ways to interact with guys um I'm gonna do guys and girls because I'm a guy, but I have most of my friends are girls. Um, so a good way to interact with guys, I would say definitely the crowd I'm familiar with, they like, I'm not gonna say they like, cause I really don't like that. Like be yourself first of all, that's the number one thing. Also when you're flirting, please be yourself. You can't be anybody else. You can't be, you can't be that girl that you saw that has all the boyfriends because she's this, that, and the third. Like, you can't be like that. You have to be yourself or else when you actually get in the relationship, your partner is going to realize, oh, wait a minute, like, this is not actually what I want and it's going to end up ending sooner than you thought it was and this shit's going to be a whole mess. But just be yourself and try your hardest not to be a pick-me don't don't conform yourself to their personality just because you want a boyfriend it's never that serious babe it's never that serious um the, another question was why do you think someone some people cheat i'm gonna have to say communication communication and then also remember if you're being cheated on if you were cheated on such and such you were never ever the problem you were never the problem. It's it's your partner and the state of mind that they're in and what they're going through. But you, you as a person, you're never the problem. So they cheat because they don't feel as though it's like they can communicate. Most people cheat because they feel as though they can't communicate with their partner and tell them how they really feel and how they want them to either change or how they want their relationship to really be like. So they just go find somebody else and do that with this other person. Or some people cheat because they just don't want to break up with the other person because they don't want to break the other person's heart, which is understandable, but it's going to end up hurting them more in the long run once they realize that you were cheating on them the whole entire time. And if they don't find out while you're in the relationship, let me tell you, it literally everything always comes to light so they're gonna find out eventually how do you go through a first date um i've never been on a date before but i definitely have some advice um so i would definitely recommend just start off like small talk and then the talk the conversation always branches off like i know for me for a fact conversation usually always branches out just find little things in the conversation because also when people realize that you know little things that like that just makes them so much more attracted to you when they realize, like, hey, I was talking about, like, my mom's dog's, I don't know, like, fur. And she was like, oh, what color is the dog's fur? Like, I didn't even realize that I was talking about that. And they noticed that about me. Like, oh, I love that. 
just little stuff just try to notice little stuff and start branching conversations off of that and then you'll basically like you'll you'll get into deep conversations eventually with that person they just have to like kind of feel comfortable enough with you to go into these types of conversations or you know there just won't be a second date but also for attire if you don't know the dress code babe it's always all black always all black my staple a staple outfit for a first date would probably be if you don't know the dress code for the restaurant or if you don't know which apartment is going to show up something that like looks dressed up but dressed down as well i would say some cargo some black cargos a pair of vans not a pair of nikes because those are more like sporty unless you're wearing like i don't know like mid blazers 77s but other than that like a pair of vans or a pair of converse preferably high top converse or low top vans and like as like for this roommate obviously or you or you can be a girl and wear this but and a shirt a, not i don't want to say a t-shirt well, more like a turtleneck-ish kind of deal. So it looks dressed up and dressed down at the same time. Like it could fly for either. It could go for street style or it could go for like a dress up. Because some people use it for street style. Some people use it for dress up. So, But that's a topic for another episode that we'll be doing on fashion. So why is it so hard for people to commit? Now that's a great question. Um... The reason I feel like most of the time it's it's because of the person's childhood childhood um the way they grew up that could be a huge factor as to as why they can't commit simply because of the way that their parents or the way that they were oh my gosh that's my mom yeah girl hold on. Um, 